Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Bonjour. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm, I'm greeting everybody in French because I just got back from France. And in fact, I got back yesterday uh, as I'm recording this. I'm a little jet lagged, but I felt this was important for me to discuss with you all today. So um, the reason, well, I went, we went to France uh, because we were invited by our French exchange student, Lysander Demière and his uh, family to come and celebrate his 18th birthday. And in France, evidently that's a big, big deal. Um, at least his family celebrated him in amazing ways. And we uh, just in uh, all, I will all over the world, we were just opening out of the pandemic. So I just want everybody to know, we went to France and we came back and everything's okay. Meaning uh, if you haven't gone somewhere, you really wanna go somewhere, I think it's very important to do that, to make sure you take time, especially after the last year and a half, do the things. I want to encourage everyone to do the things that you are drawn to do. For me, it's traveling internationally. It's traveling everywhere, but traveling internationally, especially. And uh, because it, it was something I didn't get to do as much in my younger years. And so I am making up for lost time. And so, of course, when we were invited to go, my spouse, Kevin, said, of course, let's book it. So we were feted. We were literally wined and dined. We were in the Champagne region of France at a small village, Fleury-la-Riviere. And there was so much beauty um, with all the vines that it the weather was a little rainy, which wasn't good for the vineyards, wasn't good for the grapes, but um, it was beautiful. It just created so much more ambiance, if you will. And we got to go with our uh, exchange son, Lysander. Uh, he drove us, we had a chauffeur. He was an amazing chauffeur and tour guide and drove us to the towns around his his village. We went to Epinay, we went to Rems, we went to Troyes, uh, which is a medieval town that my spouse is, his family, uh, his descends from. But what was amazing, and this is the story, the main story I want to share with you all, what was amazing is how much we were embraced by this family, the extended family of friends. And, um, and even though there was a bit of a language barrier, we, we were able to communicate in, in so many wonderful ways by having champagne 
and uh, but food and drink and then asking questions of each other uh, to share our cultures. And um, to me, that's part of what becoming enlightened is, is to uh, ask the questions and to listen and to be observant, to be observant. Okay, one, one story. So <clears throat> the Valley of Champagne, La Marne Valley is um, tons of vines, tons and tons and tons of hectares or acres of vineyards. And every once in a while, you'll see a, a church, a random church out in the middle of, I'm thinking nowhere, in the middle of the vineyards, or a random house out in the middle of the vineyards. And so we asked about that. And they said, well, that is the last remaining building of the small village that was there before it was bombed in World War I. And so this country that had two world wars, well, and, and other wars on in, within their country where there was loss of life, loss of housing, loss of food, just then put more vines in, created more life. And just, they just strike me as so tenacious and persevering. And well, this particular family was, their great grandfathers, there were three of them that were friends from this small village that went to, that were involved in World War II and came back. And so the families are very, very tight. And the reason, but they don't hold uh, animosity toward the Germans because as it was explained to us, it, was, it wasn't necessarily the particular German men hating the French. It was, they were soldiers and they were doing what they were told to do, just like the French were doing what they were told to do, or the Americans. And um, to be in that region of history, so rich, going back to the Roman times actually, uh, was fascinating to me because I'm a student of history, especially American and European history. Um, but so we were there over the 4th of July this year. And on that day, the family and extended family and friends went on a river boat ride on the Marne, the river Marne. And, um, and it was a two, two story river boat fabulous gorgeous day and we were upstairs on the top and enjoying the day uh enjoying champagne enjoying french food oh my gosh enjoying conversations with people as we were speaking broken english or french and and communicating really well and then a, a thunderstorm came in rapidly and everybody looked up and there there it was and then all of a sudden it was on us and just raining, raining, raining. And so those of us that were upstairs, we got under this canopy. So there was about 20 of us under this canopy trying to stay dry. And of course we didn't stay dry. It was pouring rain. It was dumping buckets. But as we were under there, some of the men, uh, the French men started humming the American anthem. And my, my spouse, Kevin has a beautiful voice. And so he sang, the American anthem. 
and everybody got very quiet. And afterwards, uh, <laughs> it was just beautiful. I'm going to cry, but anyway. So a man, uh, one of the Frenchmen that we hadn't spoken to turns to us and says, you're American. And we start talking with the help of a couple of other French people translating. And he finds out that uh, my spouse was in the Navy for 20 years. And he shows him a ring that's on his finger, the, the Frenchman, Didier, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, and said, it, and it was a ring that had an American eagle on it and the eagle in its right claw was holding arrows, which is a symbol of war. And it was looking at that side. And in the other hand, it had a banner. And um, Didi said that, uh, that he had found the ring or someone in his family had found the ring and he had kept it among other artifacts. A lot of, evidently, I didn't realize, a lot of the French have collected all sorts of paraphernalia and artifacts from World War One and World War II. Um, like D this man, Didi, had <clears throat> like 120 uh, American vehicles that they then parade through a couple of the villages with, that had had significant battles fought around them. And he does um, reenactments like we do here about the Civil War. And so as we're talking, he takes his ring off and he starts handing it to, to my spouse saying, you take, you take. And we were overwhelmed because it was just overwhelming. Um, and Kevin kept saying, no, it's, I can't take that from you. It's priceless. You, this, you've had this, you keep it. And then he turned to me and he said, you take, you take. And I realized he wasn't going to stop until one of us took the ring. So I said, okay, d'accord, held out my hand and he put the ring in my hand. And as I closed it, I burst into tears because, and I have chills now, and this is the importance of the story. Because what I realized is that there was a complete circle that had just closed. And because I realized that my grandfather, I remembered that my grandfather had been an officer in the Navy and Dieter said that the ring had been found at Omaha Beach, which was part of the beaches, what they named some of the beaches during the Normandy landing and offensive. And my grandfather was one of the naval officers on one of the transport ships that, that let the guys out to get on the beach or, or not, as the case was. And once I remembered that, it felt like a whole circle had closed. Isn't that incredible? So here's the ring. And for me, it represents family history, ancestral history. And for this sweet, generous, gruff man to gift this to me, I, I feel like I have accepted a piece of 
my history back. Isn't that incredible? So I felt it important to share this story to inspire you to become enlightened by learning about other cultures, not just your culture but other cultures, because we are people of the world now. And having gone through this pandemic globally, um, I think it's important to begin to go reach out, travel, however you wanna do this um, to other places that you've never been and being open-hearted, like I talk about all the time and open-minded to observe, to learn, to listen, to witness a different culture. Because that's how we become global citizens in, in traveling and respecting each other. And this includes going to different states in the United States because each state does have its own kind of culture, just like every region of France has its own different culture, slightly. So yeah, that's, that's my personal story I wanted to share with all of you. And before I close, <clears throat> I wanna read this quote. It's from L.R. Nost, K-N-O-S-T. I don't know who that person is, but the quote, kind of fits, go figure. Life is amazing and then it's awful. And then it's amazing again. And in between the amazing and awful, it's ordinary and mundane and routine. Breathe in the amazing, hold on through the awful and relax and exhale during the ordinary. That's just living heartbreaking, soul healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. And that was my experience traveling right after the pandemic. Heart opening, definitely. Give it a try. And Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone that's been downloading the podcast. We crested 3,000 downloads, uploads, whatever they are. And I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for following me. I thank you all for engaging in the guided meditations that are on the Insight Timer app. I, I know that they create value. So thank you. And that's it. Yeah. And so it is. Namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanborell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time.